Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and may I just and say... And thanks very much for listening. I must say, thank you for listening today. We hope you've enjoyed the whole show that we put so much effort into. Time and effort, and of course, in that order. If you put in effort yep. followed by time, never really works out. Must be time followed by effort. No, as really we wrap up the show this week, we should, we should really reflect on the resources we've, we've put into the, into the efforts, uh, the time, the effort, energy, and of course, all resources, some natural, some not so. Some unnatural been, even. Yeah, some very unnatural. much unnatural have been implemented and expunged from the ending of the show this week. Um, the ending, this week's does, ending, absolutely brilliant. I mean, what a great ending this is. Well, I mean, the show, the show pre-ending pre and post-ending, quite, quite extraordinary. But this ending is one of the greatest endings of the show that we've, uh, what can only be described as... Had. Thank we've, you. we've had so many endings over the years, haven't we? I mean, when you look back, what do you there see? A load of endings. It's, That's it's, what you it's, see. If, if, you've not, if you've not reached an ending, you, you really haven't reached a new beginning because this is very much the end of the show. So thank you yeah. all for listening. If you uh, haven't, just a quick message, John, from our sponsor of the week, I'll, of course, at the end of the show. Ah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's Keith's Edible Tiles for people that are strange. Um, yeah. He's, it's our uh, new sponsor. Yep, Keith's. Ed- well, I added the extra bit, but it's Keith's edible tiles. Uh, so you've got your, you know, you're like in your bathroom or your kitchen where you put tiles frequently. Yeah, yeah, I've got, uh, a, well, I've got a pile of them in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you keep them in the bathroom or the kitchen, and every now and again you just move them between. I like to move the them two. back and, of course, forth. And a fourth. Um, well, this 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 gentleman. But they build up. They build up. Show, they build they do up over time. Over time, it's a simple process. Uh, Keith has decided on edible tiles. Uh, we've got licorice, and of course uh, some beef tiles. If if anyone's interested, it's a way of reducing them, isn't it? It's a way of reducing the pile. I mean, you can just literally go into the, your kitchen and go. There's too many tiles in there. I'm going to eat this one. one. And yeah. yeah, just going to have a. Got Good a lemon curd munch. tile, yum yum yum. So we just wanted to say thanks, Keith. Uh, just just to say, Keith's uh, edible tiles are available on a two for three offer. Uh, for every two you buy, he will give you three more for free. Okay, because I thought it was a three for two offer. If you buy three, then you, you get two more, and then it's it's very much he's pioneering the two for three. Is it two uh, for three or is it three for two? I mean, I, no, it's definitely two for three. You pay for two, you get three free. Because I paid for three, I got two. So there's obviously something going wrong. Well, you've paid you've paid an extra one. I have. I'm, it's I, pay for three, get two free. <laughs> no, hold on, pay for two. I'm pay for three, get two system. free. No, it's get pay two, for three, two, get three free. Get three a free three. That's pay six. For two, get three free. Are you saying it's pay for three, get six? No, I'm saying it's pay for two and you get three free. Well, what if you don't no, want any It's not my business idea. It's Keith's. Know, it's Keith's it's, edible tiles. I need to phone him up. He's still got one of my old Bob Dylan albums as well. He's eating that. That's what I've heard. <laughs> That's what... Because oh, you remember, remember he came up with um, Keith's edible records? I mean, I that was I useless. That was, that was, was the useless. most useless idea he'd ever have. He'd no, ever he had. just had, you know, back copies of The Jam... I mean, you can understand why that was edible. And, you know, he's an idiot. I just he is, that. But, but, but he's, you know, nevertheless, he, he's doing well. You've got to encourage well. he, him, though, haven't you? You've got he, to has been, him. he has been made redundant on several occasions, but apart from that, he's doing very, very well. No, he um, is doing well. So, ladies and gentlemen, this week's sponsor, 
Keith said about and uh, thank you for listening once again as we continue this week's ending sponsored by Keith and his edible business ideas uh, uh, yeah so John uh, well, as we're at the end of the show um, it's time for John's fable so yeah John, I've had a lot uh, of fa- I've had a lot of uh, letters about that actually yeah, I've, I've had a lot, a lot of letters about that feature but got we're going to carry on and we're going to do it again this week this, no this one is from Hove County Court uh, it says, Dear John Dredge, um, us at the See, county court. Immediately I take issue with that because they've missed right. out my middle name. And without, you Morris? know, if you don't, if you don't, <laughs> Morris, yeah. John <laughs> Morris Dredge, always put the Maurice. full name in if Maurice. you want a reply. If you want a signed photo, please put the full name. Okay, so they haven't put the full name, but they have said did john dredge yeah well you know this court this 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 court is not going to get you know the merchandise it's not going to get your signed t-shirts and it's not going to get your stick of dredge land rock it's just oh, not which says you know it's got a perfect sphere thank you for that additional information <laughs> it's just how we do our rock um uh, three flavors of rock i've got lime and gibraltar yeah um, that's only two got, that's only two that's three flavors uh, we've got what obviously Coca-Cola and milk. Yeah. And the third flavour is mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery because we, we we don't know what it is. Well, I don't know what it is. And you won't um, know what it is. So the Crown Court of Britain, they said, Dear, dear John Judge, yeah. um, delighted to hear that you've uh, moved into the fable area of podcasting. Not enough out there, in our opinion. Well, thank you, um, Hove Crown we'd, Court. We'd be delighted... For all of us here at the Crown Court, That's including, again. The big, including <laughs> the big judge himself, the big judge of the of the home Hove Crown Court, not yeah. not Alan Fitzgerald, Alan Fitzgerald, OBE judge and jury, <laughs> he has requested specifically Alan, <laughs> Alan the big judge, Alan the judge, big judge Fitzgerald was he. Um, he wants a fable, so would you like to fable. come up with one right on the spot? Then. Here we right go. There we go. I'll Thanks very much, <laughs> all the people at the Crown <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much, actually, uh, for getting in touch. That's Joan, Eric, Alan, and, of course, Delbert. So, yeah. Marjorie, gonna, Keith. Yeah, another Keith. Don't mention the Keith. Keith. Don't mention and, the Keith. Uh, and, of course, Christine. Christine and uh, all the little Mavis. Steens. William, yeah. Joseph, I think we mentioned Ian everybody Ballot. now, and Brian, the man with uh, the hat no, no. at the back. <laughs> He's got no surname. Anyway, fable for the for all the team at the Crown Court. If you, would. he had his surname surgically removed. That's what I heard. Uh, that's what I heard, and that, you know those yeah. rumours do travel. So yeah, I always remember I that. Mean, you told me, especially so during the ending of the sh- of the show, which this very much is. Which is very much. We're now very much moving towards the middle of the show before we reach the beginning. So are we? Because I was wondering John when Tridges. we might. I was wondering when we might reach the end of the ending. Because oh, at the, the moment end of the ending is straight after the fable. That's well, we're still in the middle. Of I, we're still in the middle of the ending, as far as I'm concerned. Well, in that case, let's progress towards the end of the ending with okay. John's fable of the week. Oh, I'd like to put an echo on this. We've it's the never-ending podcast, isn't it? Really, it's the never-ending podcast. If it'll get us as many listeners as it did two weeks ago, then I'm bang up for it. Well, I mean, you know, all I can say is, you know, I have been overwhelmed by the response to the many and varied fables that I've. Uh, talked about over the last three to four to five to six weeks it's, it's, it's four weeks now it's four weeks exactly 
Um, what I would like to say is that there are many more fables to come and there will be a book of fables uh, in the not too uh, recent future. Uh, there will be not only a, a book but also a series of films. Uh, I'm in discussion with uh, Disney uh, to make... A- <laughs> To make a lot of these fables <laughs> into full that was very length. Specific. That was definitely Disney. <laughs> very specifically Disney, as opposed to yeah, MGM. It, it was no, Disney. It is. Uh, they will be. People don't know how to. Pre- people don't know how to pronounce it correctly. They I often think. don't. Yeah, no, and that's they why go, we're here. Oh, it's Disney. No, no it's not it's Disney. Yeah, just gotta get, get it over and done with. Nice. It's got to be concise. It really has. And just uh, for those at the back, John, once more concise no disney okay disney i've been (laughs) i've been in you know not only in contact with them but also in conversation with them and i think that's a very sorry with you know uh is it you you know it was it's disney Uh, and yeah i um the thing about it is what did they have to say (laughs) they were very interested in making the uh, fables into not only a full-length uh, series of films, but also a paper cone. Um, <laughs> wow, to be deployed at their leisure? Absolutely. Um, Unbelievable. So if um, I can just, you know, if we can just reach got, do, some sort of financial a, settlement... That well, well, sounds like you might need to get your lawyer and legal representative and, and agent stroke uh, financial representative in, 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 and, in touch. And, and there you are over there, um, which Hello. is, thank uh, goodness, thank uh, goodness. I look forward to meeting with Disney. Um, yeah. John, what, just before you go to the fable, which will wrap yeah. up the ending of going the Going to fable of the show in week, 10 seconds from now. Um, I just wanted to know what you're going to call the book of fables. I'm going to call it Dredge's Fables, a story of fables from near and far. Uh, okay. Uh, and then in brackets, <laughs> varied. That's what varied. I'm going to put. Yeah, just so people know. They've got an idea before they... Would you like to put maybe an asterisk and have serving suggestion underneath that? I like that as on a, on a packet. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of that as a concept, but uh, I can tell you you have. Always, and... always willing to add, add add more value. Right, here it comes. Here, it here comes. comes the echo. <laughs> it's time for John's Fable of the Week. Okay. Uh, now, this week's fable is uh, in a very different uh, place to uh, all the other fables. This uh, this fable is set in... Rygate. Oh. Whose fa- who's fable is this, yours or mine? Oh, well, it's very much yours. Thank you. I, I just thought you were asking for suggestions. I wasn't, no. I was, I was not asking for any serving suggestions. How about Littlehampton Services? I've already thought up my own Chesel? location. Where did you, what did you choose? Chess Hunt. <laughs> A fine destination. That's how you pronounce it, isn't it? Chess Hunt? Chess Is Hunt. Chess Hunt. I, I don't I actually know how to pronounce it. I think maybe... I, should, I, I, might, I might just go with Rygate. Anyway, <laughs> there was a man walking down the street in Rygate. Are you happy now? <laughs> but... I am I'm delighted. You are as well. Everybody's delighted oh. these days, aren't they? You, Hove, <laughs> Hove Crown Court. Everybody. <laughs> delighted. They were delighted be twice. As as in, fables in, over. They were delighted twice in one letter. <laughs> That's how delighted oh. they were. Come on, do you know who were also uh, delighted? I'll tell you who was also delighted. Disney. So I um, 
<laughs> Here we go. The uh, I'm waiting. Dredge's Fables, as sponsored by Vinny. The f- I, I, a man was walking down the road in Highgate. Rygate. 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 Is it? Rygate. High, Rygate, Rygate. High Street. Rygate High Street as opposed to Highgate Rye Street. Correct. He was walking down the road. <laughs> now. Sounds a bit he, funny. He, he was chuckling to himself. <laughs> yeah, having a little giggle. He was deranged. Anyway. <laughs> oh, he, was, he was walking down 2%, the street. 2% of the population are. He was walking down the street, and uh, funnily enough, he was looking down, looking down at his feet. Yep. And he was walking down the street, I should say. And uh, high street. Yep. But then he looked up. He heard this noise. He looked up. (laughs) Right. He thought, "I wonder what that noise was." And he looked up, and he saw in 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 this in this tree. Do you know what there was in the tree? I don't. There was a coin. <laughs> he thought, that's lucky, isn't it? Oh, I'm going to go right over to the tree. Yeah. Without so much as a buy or leave. Right, right. over to the tree. Without Bracken. further ado. Yep. He's gone over there. He's picked up the coin. And he said, right. that'll get me a Twix. He started chuckling again. People were looking at him now as if he was a bit mad, but he wasn't bothered. He was he was deranged. He had that coin. He said, so he put it in his pocket. He said, this is a lucky day for me. But it wasn't that lucky because you know what would have been luckier? What would have been luckier? If he'd looked down because there was a whole raft of coins on the ground. Unbelievable. And he hadn't, he hadn't noticed that. So the moral of the story, I think we all know, is don't look up, look down. In Rygate. In Rygate or in Highgate, either. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the show. My name's Andy Harland. My name's John Dredge. So just remember Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much for listening. Um, Thank that you. brings us on to the middle of the show it. this week. The it's the, the middle show. of the show. It's the it middle is. of the show. And it's time to dip into the post bag where we've had a few of your letters. Okay, okay. let's have a look in there. Letter I haven't seen this one, one before. Letter this is letter number, number one. one. Uh... Now, John, we've, um, well, it's a bit awkward because this is a request uh, from that is a, a bit gentleman, awkward, actually. A gentleman bit listener. It's a bit awkward. Named. We don't like requests, do we, really? We don't accept them, really. Well, you we, don't like requests or we dedications. Burn we Those burn them immediately. Them yeah. yeah. Um, somebody, well, this... somebody wrote in the other day and said, please play a record for my mother. Play it yourself. Get your own records out. And if they're from Keith and they're edible, up to you, isn't it? Up to you. Just going to carry on with the letter. Um, okay. Just, just, just a request here from uh, okay. Ian Malcolm Andrews, oh, uh, no, who featured one. on last week's show. He wrote <sighs> in. Um, he actually sent you four pounds in cash in last week's show. Yeah. Uh, however, he has written in to to ask if John Dredge can formally retract the following statement made against him and, of course, his persons. Um, he says, he, now, John claimed that at the back of an ice cream van in the local park, of which John crossed diagonally rather than via the circumference, clockwise or counterclockwise, uh, suggested that I appeared from literally somewhere, that somewhere being behind an ice cream van whilst John was enjoying a gravy-flavoured ice cream. Um, I was 
claimed to have put a gun to John's head when quite clearly, as John suggested later on in that said conversation and of course or passage, it was a Twix. Uh, I'd like John to formally retract the statement and to state that I held said confectionery against John's head to order the payment of £4, uh, which I thus returned as part of the deal. So if you could just issue that retraction, that would be fantastic. Sorry, what was that? You said he held a gun to your head uh, at the back of an ice cream van Who's that? Week, Who was that? Ian Malcolm Andrews. Okay. All right, then. He sent you, right, what, he sent what you else four pounds. What else is there? What other letters you got? Right. No, I've retracted right. that. What are your other... Any okay, other this letters? One's from the... Yeah, this one's from the that estate one, That of, one uh, sounds similar to the last one, I have to tell you. All right, hold on, I'll get a fresh one. That sounds similar. Can you get a, a newly minted letter out? Because, you know, they're much... The ones that are just... The ones that are old and decrepit, I don't really like. You know, I'm not too keen on the old, decrepit ones. Oh, that sounds... That's 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 nice. That's got a nice, cheerful crisp, sound. It's crisp, isn't it? It is. Um, oh, this yeah. is from the estate I, of Timothy Dalton. Oh, no. Um, he says, uh, in last week's show, uh, John Dredge and Andrew Norman Harland. Uh, how, come you've got the, how come you've got the full name? And again, for me, it's just the... Maybe they the don't t- know. John oh, Malcolm Jedge. No, who's he? <laughs> it's not you. Is that letter for John Malcolm Jedge? <laughs> That's it's- not... I can't even get the surname right. No, no, this one's for John Dredge. I just got your name wrong for the first time in six years. Um, well, Susie's a sis, anyway. Well, would you pay up? No. In your own time. Anyway, um, the estate of Timothy Dalton says, on last week's show, you claimed that my tenure as James Bond continued until 1989. Uh, this is factually adequate but not strictly true because the late 80s of course were my tenure as uh, 007 James Bond and not Roger Moore so if you could please uh, retract said statement uh, the films of course of the time and uh, signature moves are inept Uh, if you could please (laughs) just read the letter it's poorly it's, constructed. It really it's, is. It is difficult to you'd read. Think you'd, yeah, I mean, look at that. Look at the small writing there. I mean, the he's clearly of, able, the to, he's of able to read, but he's clearly not able well, no, to it's write. This, it's not Timothy Dalton himself, is it? It's the estate of, isn't it? I, I, I just read the letters. Don't, don't. Well, no, I think it's the estate of. And all I can say is the estate of Timothy Dalton should get a blooming better pen to write with because you can barely work, work out what he's write, written there. Anyway, so anyway, he just wants to clear up the fact that he is very much post-more pre-Brosnan. So if you could just clarify <laughs> that for people. <laughs> well, I don't know what I said last week. What did I say last week? That he was pre- he said some nonsense about being sort of uh, 1989. I said he was... Which I, I think th- is true. I think it's true. I, I said he was bond- writing in. I said he was Bond in 1989, and he's taking issue with that, even though he was Bond in 1989. Well, he was born in 87 and 89, and I don't know why he's taken issue, but he's absolutely taken issue with it. Maybe well, he's gone a bit simple in the mind. Uh, well, I mean, the, work, to the, head. Hmm? the work's dried up, obviously. Um, Quite the clearly. last time I saw him, he was in uh, a commercial for Lit- Woolworths. And, you I was know, say, uh, I saw him in the Littlewoods catalogue. That was, that was really? Well, I saw him yeah. in Kay's catalogue in the uh, 
gardening he maintenance what? section. He was modelling yeah, a lawnmower. No, he had some hoes. Um, well, I don't want to go to his private life. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. But, anyway, um, uh, do you want to respond to his, say his pointless I, writing? Well, uh, all I can say is, Timothy Dalton and your estate, get your act together and can you please refrain from your pointless writing and please, you know, please think about what you're doing. I mean, we understand that times are hard and someone else has been James Bond for a few years now, but it's all over for you. You must understand that and, if possible, get a job in something else, for example, whittling. Um, just uh, just as we head towards the beginning of the show, I thought I'd just mention a, a third and final letter, or is it the first one? Who knows? Uh, this week. Depends which way you're going. Depends which way you're approaching the show from, doesn't it? Uh, this is from uh, BBC T- Radio 2. Uh, oh, it's just how's he doing? It seems okay. Yeah. Um, by the state of the writing, quite hinged. Or um, unhinged. No, hinged. Pretty sure that this is a hinged person. Yeah. Uh, they say, dear John Malcolm Dredge. I, I, I can't see where they're getting the Malcolm from. Um, I really can't like see. They must, they must know the estate of Timothy Dalton. That's all I can say. I've got no idea who they hang out with in their own time, but they, they just like to say, Probably thank you for sending people. us... Thank you for sending us over five treatments for your recent uh, efforts in, in respect to radio, um, what can I be described as dramas? <laughs> Their words, not mine. Yeah. Um, we've had to reject them uh, mainly reject. on the basis that they're overly visual for radio. Uh, we feel that uh, they're not, not, not just semi-decent ideas, but also... <laughs> overly reliant on the visual media uh, we solely specialize well we solely specialize in radio well uh, there's nothing wrong and, with having and you'd need to write to our colleagues over in the tv i don't think so i don't think so because i end of letter well don't end the letter then because i isn't there anything on the back there is <laughs> what is it it's just a signed okay hardly worth turning over really but, I mean, what I would say to Radio 2 is that my ideas may seem well, visual did, to you. What did you submit? I mean, I didn't... Well... I'm not part of this. I mean, have you been pitching new radio dramas? New radio... Just new, new radio ideas for Radio 2, right? Right. A drama yeah. on Radio 2. Which okay. is quite innovative it's for c- BBC Radio 2. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they've got any dramas at the moment, so therefore I'm breaking boundaries. You know, it's a... It's a new concept in in radio. All uh, right. Well, let's let's listen to your to your, to your, Would you would you say amazing ideas or just sort of? Excellent I put that ideas? I put that in the pitch, but I don't know whether it influenced them or not. But so John Dredge's amazing radio ideas. Yeah, that's a so, nice way to pitch it. It's a good, so it was good a package. it's a it's a drama um, right. for radio. What's the working title? It's called Shrubbery. Shrubbery. Right. Yeah, Where's it yeah. set? It's set in a garden centre in uh, where, the east, where, the east of London. The east of uh, London, the, an East End garden centre. It's very much east, very much end. Um, it's called Shrubbery. Shrubbery. Right? Who, who does it star? It stars um, not only Ken Bruce, but also um, who's that other fellow Mal- on Radio Two? Malcolm the, Rifkin. Ma- <laughs> I don't think he's on Radio Two. Um, oh, who's that other um, bloke on Radio Two? You know the one. Gambaccini. Paul Gambaccini, that was it, yeah. 
yeah. or Gambo, as I like to call him. PG. I've known him for uh, years, Gambo. Yeah. He's Gambo. Uh, Gambo. Anyway, so you've got Gambaccini, you've got Kembrose, they're the main stars of, of Shrubbery. Um, right. So it, it, I think it's yeah. perfect radio too, because you've already got, you know where those people are, don't you? You just, there they are on Radio 2 already. You just go up to them wherever they are at Radio 2 and say, here's the new idea for you. It's not difficult to find them, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean that's where they two. are. But what what's I think I think what Radio Two are more interested in is what's the output, not 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 how easy it is to get hold of the of the well, people. Well, they should be interested in it because just think of all the time I'm saving them. So you've concentrated the majority uh, of your pitch on the logistics of getting a cast together because of the ease yeah. of them being near the studio. It makes the organisation of the whole thing a lot smoother. It makes it much smoother. I mean, you know, you could get Jeremy Vine involved, should you wish. But well, as long as you know where he is. He's on Radio 2. Well, there you go. You should be able to find him yeah, quickly a bit of Dermot and O'Leary in the afternoon. Where's he going to be? You I know mean, the answer. All you do... <laughs> radio 2. It's Radio it's 2. He's got that. too many trousers. Su- I don't I'm get su- on with I'm Dermot surprised O'Leary, they've rejected so. it. I'm surprised yeah. they've rejected it. When you think of the time I've saved them... Keen. Finding a cast. I mean, I've, I've, I've taken that you know, as read. You've got Dermot in there. You've got. I'm not keen on Dermot. You're not keen on Dermot? No, he owns too many pairs of trousers. I can't trust him. Tra- right, I understand. Check this out, right? How many pairs of trousers do you own? Well, one. Exactly. I trust you. Fine. Yeah. Dermot yeah. O'Leary, he owns yeah. over 30 pairs of trousers. He cannot be trusted. Actually, take him out of the cast altogether because I, I wasn't. A, I wasn't previously aware of that fact. If we could just make, move forward to the plot, that would be. You're not interested so much in the casting no, I'm, or, I'm, or I'm, where these people I'm, are. I mean, I, I I've think... included directions. <laughs> right. I have. I put that in the pitch. I put I mean, a detailed <laughs> uh, Again, map. I think. I think. I think focusing <laughs> your pitch on the logistics of getting a cast together to read your radio drama shrubbery, which is set it, in an East End important. It garden centre. It is important, need, but I, I feel it's not the main gist of got, the, the. I of did the a, a detail. I, I did a detailed breakdown of Broadcasting House, well, and you, I just you know, literally, I've literally put signs and arrows to each of the cast members. So, so you've given right the controller at Radio Two a full. I, Descriptive direction and direction of where he can find his own or her own presenters from Radio Two, and then he can simply gather them all together and start production rolling on this drama. Just show them the script. Yeah, I mean, there's that as well, isn't there? That's the what, other. What element. is it? What is that? Give me a. Do you want to give me a, a bit of an outline of what what shrubbery is? I'll, I'll, I'll read you the first uh, the first page if you like. I could listen. Okay. Here we go. So, Radio 2, uh, exclusive drama <laughs> written by John Morris Dredge. Morris. Uh, so, yeah. Starting starting point. That's what I've written down. Starting point. It's got to be clear, haven't you? Got to be clear. <laughs> right. Exterior, day. Sounds good, doesn't it, so far? Well, that's professional. I've, I've, I've seen that before in the books. Pan across the whole of London. Right, that's yeah. Then pan very, very, means pan not, means not, pan means move across. In case you don't know the full, the full. Well, that's going to take. That's going to take hours. It's going to be at high speed. Okay, so it's a it's high, speed a high speed pan across London. Right, <laughs> yeah. that's extremely visual, isn't it? It's very very visual for radio. Uh, I feel okay, again, man, I'm breaking down got, the boundaries. I'm breaking well, down you, the barriers. You could be you could be building some barriers. I feel. 
No, no, no. I'm breaking the barriers. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm That's not sure the fourth wall's been built yet, but you are about to build it yourself. So we're if panning down cro- me, across London from 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 panning, east to west, or from west left to, to east? right, from left, left to right. right. That's from west to panning east. Panning across, right? Okay, panning south to north. Of then zoom in. <laughs> okay. Zoom in. Specifically, zoom right use in. the word "zoom in" for radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On a shrubbery. There it is. What, the garden centre? I meant the garden centre. You know what I mean. Zoom in it's on the garden centre. Sh- Zoom in on the garden centre. And what I meant yeah. was then the caption, the opening titles come up, shrubbery. Very visual. Nice Massive letters. Nice big text, big font. The biggest font you can get. For radio. It's just for radio. So then the door of the garden centre is flung open and who should come out? Gambaccini. Gambaccini, he, first he up. He comes out. <laughs> He says, welcome to the garden centre. It's a bit weird because he's not really addressing anybody. He's just saying it. <laughs> and if, if I'm being honest, he looks a bit of an idiot doing that. But he's polite. He's If nothing else, yeah. And at least okay. we've known where to find him and, you and know, at least um, we've located is, him. How, is, how would you describe his uh, attire? <laughs> he's wearing a, a small trilby hat. Yeah, and it's it's very much it's very much affixed under his chin with elastic, just so okay, that's, that's it stays. A really, that's a really clear visual. That is good. <laughs> just so that you know, it stays there. It just stays on. It's a very that- small trilby <laughs> attached yeah. by his chin to his head. That's good. And that's Gambaccini. There you go. Okay. And he's probably on. thinking to himself, "It's a good job they found me. I wonder how they did that." And if he wants to know, I'll tell him. You know, I'll show him the map. Anyway. The Gambaccini's there with his small hat on. Right, tiny. Enter Ken Bruce. Brilliant. Left to right. Simple as that. And also entering left to right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's got his directions uh, thought out for him, hasn't he? Right. Anyway, so the two... Gambaccini, Bruce. Two, yep. Yeah, Bruce and Gambo. The main protagonists. Have, yep. The main protagonists of the drama, they have a, they have a bit of a chinwag. And Bruce remarks on the uh, this is small... All, all, this is all page one. This is just down halfway down page one so far. Okay, Bruce remarks, yeah, carry on. Bruce remarks, how comes your hat is so very tiny on your head? That's the first line of the whole drama. Wow, after Gambaccini's welcome. After, oh yeah, sorry, that second was, that line. Was the first sorry, line. I forgot that. Second line, very much the second line. Um, anyway, Gambo at this point is enraged. Absolutely outraged. <laughs> he's enraged. He's, you know, absolutely furious at this slight. Would you say he's got his head visibly gear. shaking? Would you he's say he's shaking? Kind of he's violently trembling. flailing. He starts, he starts flailing about. Yeah. And uh, he says, you know, don't talk to me about my headgear in that manner, you great twit. Polite, yeah. And then he says, "I'm, I, I'm, I'm going back. I'm heading back inside to to the shrubbery." Right. It's not exactly. It's not. It's not what I would consider a flyer, is it? It's not really. You know. What do you mean? I wouldn't say it's not. It's not. It doesn't feel like the the quickest um, dialogue. What so do you far, mean, you've quickest had... dialogue. Do you want me to I mean, speak? You know, them to say fast paced. Fast paced. Fast paced. You've. So far, we've had. We've had the entrance, obviously, the you know, come the across biggest stars. London. You've got the and, biggest stars coming out. 
Uh, yeah, well, they are the biggest stars on Radio 2. Yeah. Featuring Radio 2's very own television-based drama, Shrubbery. <laughs> um, so what you've got, Gambaccini sort of says, welcome to the garden centre. And then Ken Bruce turns up and says, why you got such a silly hat on your, on your tiny little head? Yeah. And then Gambaccini rages uh, in complaint and grievance and then pops back inside again. The show opening I mean, scene. doesn't get... If that doesn't get people hooked, I don't know what will. But what I what I'm interested in really is, um, I mean, I know you've had a few radio ideas as well that you were keeping quiet. I know I've been looking inside the book that you've got hidden. Uh, yeah, I and I've got one that I've. I mean, I don't. <laughs> we'll 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 start the show this week with this one as we as we reach the beginning. As we reach the uh, beginning, let's have a listen to. Let's just have a listen to Mr. Harlan's radio ideas because he was yeah. my. He may have been scoffing at mine, but let's just yeah, hear what he's. That's no, quite out simple. With. It's called Teenage Taggart, uh, which that? is. What it's a, well, it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a prequel of the Taggart series, Young Taggart. Uh, Fat or thin? It's 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 teenage tagger. I think you'll find. TT. Has he got that written tagger. on his? Has he got teenage tagger written on a t-shirt? On no, he's he actually has. got it written on one of those little red and yellow cars for for children that he still drives around the neighbourhood. Okay. Uh, he's t- so he's solving teenage crimes, is he? He's solving teenage crimes in the Govan Glasgow area. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and talking very much uh, in a bleak manner. Uh, it's it's bleak even for teenagers their conversation which often or not is is quite sort of solemn uh it's particularly <laughs> bleak and gritty teenage taggart yeah i think it sounds like a winner um <laughs> i do hope so so he's driving around in your little in his little sort of uh red and yellow car yeah uh, very much like noddy uh that's the feeling way, i'm getting it's, it's a similar color but, so, but a very different attitude. I think it's... it's teen, if, if you imagine if you imagine Noddy with like 90% more violence, that, then you've got Teenage Taggart. Yeah, I can see that doing well, uh, certainly in the teenage market. Oh, well, um, I pitched it to uh, BBC Radio 6 Music. <laughs> I mean, that is a good radio idea, if, if, if I ever heard one. At least for the teenage market. Maybe we should think of another idea to uh, start the show. What do you think? No, I'm quite satisfied. That's a good start. Solid, solid beginning to a solid beginning. What happens now then? Oh, We've done it. the beginning. We've done the end. And the middle has been completed as well. I guess we should preamble. There is the preamble to think about. Well, I think we've. I think we just finished that. I think that was it. Welcome. We, Hello. We, good uh, morning. We hope you enjoy the following. We content. hope you enjoy what is about to occur. Look out. Here it comes. Please always be aware. I think that's a good place to start. There it is. We're underway. Action. Go. Begin. Commence. I'm John Dredge. And I'm Andy Harland. And this this is is the Dredgeland Podcast Spectacular. Spectacular. 